Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves. Today is May 2nd, 2020. And today I'm going to tell you about a very scary adventure I took just the other day. So stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. This is going to be a bonus episode because I just had to share with you the scary adventure I took just two days ago. See, we had run out of fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, both of which Mike was okay with running out of claiming that canned ones were just as good, and perhaps they are. But we also ran out of cheese like days ago, maybe a week ago. And how can you live without cheese? And of course, you know, we don't have goats yet, and I haven't learned how to either raise goats or make cheese. (laughs) So... My homesteading efforts are just beginning, as I mentioned in one of my last episodes when I talked about this being a new life for me and the fact that I'm going to become a duck wrangler, which again, I've never done. And I'm learning all kinds of things. I'm learning I'm learning about how cucumbers grow too, which, oh my goodness, I had no idea. <laughs> Going to have to do a little something different in the planting of them. But I decided, we kind of decided... Mike decided it would be okay since I hadn't been to a store since March 28th. So we're talking over a month it had been since I had been to a food store. Oh, decided that I would venture out. Now, knowing Mike, as some of you do, and knowing his job in emergency management and knowing everything that he knows, he, of course, had me suit up for going into a biohazard zone. So I was willing to do this. And he gave me very explicit instructions. (laughs) So first of all, we have some of the N95 masks, and I was to wear that. Now, first of all, if you've never had one of those masks, you know, they fit very, very tightly on your face, over the bridge of your nose and around your mouth, very, very tightly, if they fit correctly. So that in itself was uncomfortable. But over that, I was to wear a buff maybe to, well, for a couple of reasons. First of all, to hide the fact that I had one of those more expensive masks. And also because putting something over a mask like that protects it, right? So if there were any droplets or whatever that could get on the outer buff and, you know, protect the mask. So I've got that on. I've also got on my glasses, my transition glasses, which I don't typically wear because they're wonky and (laughs) it takes a while to get used to seeing through them. (laughs) So I had those on because sometimes I have to read labels and I I wasn't going to read wear just my reading glasses because they're small and whatever. So (laughs) I had on my transition glasses and of course, gloves, you know, good, good quality safety gloves. (laughs) So I get to Safeway, I'm in the parking lot, and I start donning the masks. I already have the glasses on. I put the gloves on, I put the mask on, the M95, and you're supposed to put your hands over it and suck in briskly to make sure you have a good seal. And then, of course, I put the buff over it. And already, just sitting in the vehicle, I'm sweating. (laughs) I get out of the car. I've got all my bags that I brought with me. 
And I, you know, the first thing I notice is that, you know, the big signs outside of Safeway, which is good, talking about how they have one-way traffic down the aisles. And I walk in and there's someone there wiping down all the carts. He hands me a wiped down cart, which is great. I get into the store and just by the time I'm into the store, I'm feeling a little bit panicky because I'm having a hard time breathing. I'm, you know, having to force breaths. And part of me doesn't want to breathe because I'm in a potentially hazardous environment with who knows who's in there and who knows what's been done. (laughs) So I make it relatively quickly through the fresh vegetable aisle and fruits and load up my cart with that. But we're just in the first aisle now. And by the time I get down to the end of aisle one, I'm I'm a little bit claustrophobic. I'm a little bit, you know, trying to tell myself, don't panic. You can make it through 18 aisles of Safeway and not pass out. <laughs> but by now, my whole face inside the mask is sweating. My nose is starting to drip because it's sweaty in there and <laughs> and I'm a, I was a little bit sniffly and I can't wipe my nose. <laughs> So that's all happening inside the mask. (laughs) And I'm just telling myself, calm down, calm down, get the coffee, get the cheese, don't forget the cheese. (laughs) I look at my list once, you know, because then I'm going to put my phone into my pocket and be be done with it. And and just hope that I can make it up and down the aisles. The aisles have, like I said, one-way markings on them. Not everyone is paying attention to that, probably because, like me, they have masks on and they're not necessarily looking down on the floor to see that it's a one-way. But people are doing a very good job of staying away from one another. And, uh, oh, by the time I get halfway through the market, and again, I'm having to stop several times and just breathe slowly so my heart doesn't race. and. I'm just telling myself I'll deal with my nose (laughs) when I get in the car, if I ever make it to the car. And I'm thinking, good Lord, don't pass out because then what would happen? Then, you know, the mask would come off. Probably all my clothes would come off. People would be (laughs) trying to revive me and then I'd die. So I'm trying to find the humor in this situation. But this is a trip to Safeway. Safeway. Oh, the end of the story. Well, not the end of the story, but I make it through. I get most of the items on my list. My cart is pretty darn full because, you know, again, I haven't been to the store in over a month. And there are certain things that I'm stocking up on extra because, you know, it could be another month before I go back. So I get to the checkout place and they have six foot circles for you to stand on and signs saying, please abide by the six-foot distancing. And there is a shield between the checker and me, which is lovely. And I finally get out of the store. Oh, my goodness. So then I get to the car, open up the back of it. And before I take anything off, I load all the groceries into the back. Then I take off my glasses. I remove the buff very carefully. I've got my eyes closed. And then I take off that restrictive mask and I take a huge deep breath of beautiful Colorado air. And I know that I'm going to make it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So the buff and the mask go in the back of the vehicle and I remove my gloves in a manner that Mike taught me so as not to touch the outsides of the gloves 
And those go into a trash bag that I have prepositioned. I have my hand wipes there already. I wipe down my hands. I close the trunk. I wipe off my car keys. I open the driver's side door. But before getting in there, I wipe down my mules, which I had decided to wear because they're easy on, easy off. Don't have to worry about laces. You know, they're leather. I wipe them down, finally get into the vehicle, take, you know, get a new hand wipey thingy, thingamajiggy, wipe down the steering wheel, you know, make sure my hands are really clean. Oh, and I drive home. I get to my garage where I have my bathrobe prepositioned. Because in the garage, I'm told to remove all my clothing (laughs) and put it in a bag. (laughs) Oh, So I do that. I strip down naked into my garage, (laughs) put all my clothes into one of the shopping bags, which is washable. I then put on my bathrobe before going to unload the groceries. I put on new gloves to do this. I open the back trunk. I remove all the groceries. I sort them so that the non-perishables can just stay in the garage and only the perishables I will eventually bring into the house. So first, I grab the bags that have the perishable items in them and bring them into my kitchen, put them on the counter. I don't unpack them yet. I do that, keep all the the non-perishable things in the garage. And then I dump the bag with its clothing and my bathrobe and the gloves that I've just used to bring my bags into the kitchen into the washing machine. And I start a wash. So here I am once again, buck naked in my laundry room. And then I go immediately into the shower and I take a good long hot shower. (sighs) I'm finally cleaned head to toe, put on clean clothes, go into the kitchen, put on my kitchen rubber gloves get out the bleach spray, spray that onto a wet sponge, and start the process of unloading and wiping down the perishable items before putting them away. (laughs) Ah, When I'm done with that, I wash my gloves before taking them off. And at this point, I'm thinking, screw cheese. (laughs) If we ever run out of cheese again, I don't know that I'm willing to go through all of that just to go replace the cheese and, of course, all the other things that I wanted to replace. You know, we had run out of creamer weeks ago, and, you know, that's kind of Mike's one vice. So that was a nice treat for him. Oh, but it was exhausting. It literally took me the entire morning to go there, get what I needed, come back, do everything safely. And, of course, you know, half of you out there might be laughing at me saying, oh, that's overkill, that's ridiculous, whatever. But First of all, I don't want to get sick, even though I might have already had it. I don't know. And Mike cannot afford to get sick. So I'm going to do what I'm told to do and be a good girl and suffer, suffer, suffering at Safeway. (laughs) Uh, Again, let me just say that I was very pleased with how Safeway is handling everything. I think they're doing everything just right as best as they can. And this is a crazy time we're in. Oh, the cheese thing. That reminded that also reminded me I should have bought a lot more cheese because I remember visiting one of Leadville's unique characters. He goes by the name of Cosmo or Cosmos. No one is ever sure which one is <laughs> right and and he doesn't seem to mind. Uh he 
tells people that he's a living God on earth. And uh, he's a former circus performer, stuntman, and old, maybe wise sage in Leadville. He lives in an old house there. And I remember visiting him once when he was making fish broth with lemon. And of course, I had to have a cup of it. He handed me a cup of steaming fish broth, just threw a couple of fish into a pot, boiled it up, and then squeezed a lot of lemon into it. And I got to say, even though I was leery of drinking it, it was actually pretty darn good. But I noticed at the time that he had bricks of cheese just stacked up against his wall, not refrigerated, just stacked, lots and lots of it. And, you know, he didn't refrigerate it. And I'm assuming, you know, maybe he got the mold off when it was time to eat it. Maybe he didn't. Maybe the harder cheeses are okay like that. Maybe we're all just soft in our ways with having to have everything totally fresh. And maybe he's going to live to be 200 years old because he's got a great immune system. I don't know. But there's my cheese story. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's Saturday and it's a beautiful day. And my seedlings are doing great. And yeah, I'm starting to accept that my new life is going to be very different from my old life. I'm not going to be traveling like I once enjoyed. And I'm settling in here pretty darn well. I don't know if I mentioned, but I finished my 2,000-piece puzzle the other day. I posted a dramatic video of it on my Instagram. I'm Leadville Laurel on Instagram. You can follow me there if you want to see that. But finding that last piece of my 2,000-piece puzzle. And of course, once, once I finished it, I wanted to just burn it or blow it up or whatever. But Mike said, it's really nice and colorful. You should leave it on the table for a month. So I guess that's what I'm going to do. And then maybe I'll send it to my friend Nadine Collier, because she's the one that got me into puzzling. So there's a warning for you, Nadine. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Let's see, do I have show notes for today? I don't know, maybe. You can maybe find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. You can always email me at laurel at strackpress.com. Follow me on Twitter. At Leadville Laurel, if you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves. Convince your friends to follow me and subscribe as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron of my work, go to Alligator Preserves on Patreon, patreon.com slash Alligator Preserves. And there are some rewards. Oh, that reminds me, I've got to get my this month's haikus out to some of my patrons. And join me next time, which should be Monday, when I'll talk about something completely different. Until then... Oh, if you decide to venture out on a scary adventure like I did to Safeway or whatever your food store might be, you know, please understand that people are nervous. Please, if your counties are requiring masks, mandating them, asking you to wear them, at least put something over your face. If not for yourself, but for other people, it's just respectful and you might think it's crazy, you might think it's overkill, but we still don't know a lot about this virus. And it's not gone. And it's not going away magically. It's not disappearing magically anytime soon. So please respect others, if not yourself. And until next time, be good, behave, be clean, be creative, be hopeful. Thank you for visiting. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at Amazon.com. <laughs>